What is the truth in the stories we are told? We've been given a story of a world fueled by separation. We've become separate from one another, separate from the earth, ultimately separate from the true nature of ourselves. It's time we learn the truth. It's time you rewrite your story. It's time to realign with who it is that you really are. This is the fifth dimension. You are infinite and eternal. We are infinite and eternal. Our natural essence, we could say, is, is simply being. We have this awakening coming together as a perfect storm. We're ready for this. We have the capacity inside. We just got to find that. Allow yourself the dreams you deserve. Play with the balance between urgency and not rushing into things. What will be, will be. A commitment to truth only found in the space of pure silence is only the beginning of uncovering the finest intricacies of who you are. How can you know yourself? If you're unwilling to see who you are when unplugged from the numbing stimuli that is life. Understand being alone is not the same thing as being lonely. Why would anyone choose to not enjoy the presence of their own company? Despite being an agitator, pushing the rules and breaking the illusionary boundaries of cultural expectation, you are respected in the light of a black sheep now that you own this title this is only the beginning of your reign despite walking an unpredictable path you didn't end up here by accident this is the most important part of your story who are you going to be how are you going to lead as the author of your life you get to decide how the next chapter ends up make this a time of life you'll never want to forget what do you truly have to lose? Death is a far better outcome than falling short because of a lack of sense of meaning. You must keep the knowing, not just a belief, that all of this is working for you. Have hope for the direction of mankind. Take it as your responsibility to right what you perceive to be wrong. Fight for what you believe in but let go of the need to be validated. If the people in your life aren't interested in writing a new chapter with you, wish them well, but let them go. You can't force others to grow if they're too comfortable in the confines of their own misery. It may be tough to live as an old soul in this new world, but this is what you got. I know you've taken the brunt of criticism and heartache when all you've ever done is your best. You weren't always perfect, but perfection is an impossible marker. You may be left wondering if the challenge, the heartache, and the melancholy will ever fade. Will it truly be worth it? In a world where we view each other as replaceable, let your love 
leave on other hearts and impacts that is indistinguishable. You'll always be remembered for who you are, and that's measured on a judgment of your heart. Embrace that you play an imperfect role, friend, lover, nemesis, a hero, at least in your own story. You can never save another. So watch the world and work towards its betterment, but don't become attached to the outcome. Don't worship the culture you've become accustomed to, as this too is impermanent. Let go of the devilish temptations you've come to know and as you act as a slave to. There's only one way. That is forward. Stop following a lost crowd and find your own sense of direction. Own your vision. You might get destroyed for it, but that's the risk you take in following it. Oh, what a wonderful life this can be when you choose to be free. Don't measure in time, but in memories made. Love, give, feel to the fullest. When you look up at the stars for what may be the final time, you will see the truth reflected back at you. Follow the call of the heart and remain wild. You're right where you need to be. Love. Let yourself be free. And we are back, baby. I want to welcome everybody into the Fifth Dimension podcast. It's been a while since I've said those words, but it feels good, man. This is the uh, first episode since June or July of 2023. And as the title implies of this episode, Reborn from Silence, there has been a deep vow of silence that I myself have been committed to and exploring. This has been a time for me of seeing things as they are, taking a step back to further hone in on who I am, what is my own vision, what is it that I am creating. Instead of just creating um, for the need to create unconsciously, you know, when you do something for a long time, I've been doing this podcast since 2019, that's before the COVID era. Right, <laughs> like we 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 go back, baby. Uh, been doing this since 2019, coming up on five years. You kind of get into the habit of doing things, and you sometimes can lose touch with the deeper meaning, with your why, and even on the things I tend to be outlets of expression and creativity. If you're not continually asking yourself why or consciously exploring uh, and asking some of the deeper questions, you're going to feel a sense of meaninglessness in what you're doing and monotony. And so it was a good wake up call for me to take a step back and, and allow myself the space to say, hey, I'm not just going to create to create, but I want to hone in on my vision and I want to craft an ideal for who I am and what it is that I'm meant to be. And it's taken me since last summer, and we're going to get into some of the lessons and explorations that I've learned here. Um, but we're back. And we're back, and we're ready to put the best foot forward and explore the deeper truths as they are, explore who 
uh, I am, you are, we all are underneath the surface and the deeper meaning behind all of this. Uh, because we're in a time where I think the root of our disconnection and disharmony and disease that we see uh, permeating different aspects of our culture and society, it's rooted in a lack of deeper meaning. When we look at meaning, if we go to the etymology definition, it is a sensory perception. That's what it's historically meant. So it, it is as profound as sight, touch, taste, all of the hearing, you know, smell. We typically associate sensory perceptions with those five senses, but if meaning is in that same category, that means it is something that is generated from within. And we have to continually come back within ourselves and inside of ourselves to find that deeper meaning. And the disconnection with one another is simply a manifestation of a disconnect that we have within ourselves about the truth of who we are. Because if we understood the truth of who we are, all of the BS, all of the societal uh, numbing and pain and disconnect would be impossible. It'd be impossible. We would not be able to. Uh, <laughs> I won't say we would not be able to. We would not acquiesce to the structures that we have in place that are meant to keep us down in a low vibrational reality and, and disenfranchise all of us, right? But I think it starts, and I know it starts with coming back to oneself. Uh, for those of you who are watching the video cast here, I don't know if Luna is in the shot, but Luna is here as a special guest. A little kitty, she's kind of sleeping on my lap. I don't even think she's in the shot, but that's all right. Uh, she might get up and you might see her. She's going to be on this podcast quite a bit, at least in the background, running around doing cat things, because that's what cats do, baby. Um if you do follow my work on Substack or maybe on social media, you will know I have released a book in my vow of silence. How was that for? <laughs> how was that for uh, self promotion? Terrible, huh? <laughs> release a creative, release a book that really means a lot, and completely abandon all of your uh, outlets to go and promote it. Um, but if you want to purchase my book, "To Martial Love Against Tyranny," it is a collection of poems that explore uh, the duality of man and the battle of good versus evil within and the reflections that uh, lessons I have learned uh, expressed in a poetic format. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. The link to that is in the episode show notes below. And I do appreciate anybody who chooses to purchase it because, you know, that does uh, financially help me, I suppose. You know, I work, I work a couple jobs. I'm, I'm out here grinding, doing my thing, doing my best. And you know, I think that's all we can all do is trying to support one another. And, uh, you know, so, hey, appreciate anybody who engages with my work, wherever it may be here. Substack, mcdermott.substack.com. I've still been writing on there, put up poems and stuff once in a while. Um, I'm going to start diving into a bit of longer form writing soon in the near future. Uh, some of the stuff I used to do quite a bit more. Um, but like I've been saying, it's been a bout of silence. And, you know, what's interesting in these last six months right in the middle of it, really, in October, I did a 10-day silent meditation retreat. And I'm going to talk quite a bit about that in this episode because it was a profound marker on shifting my own perception on who I am and what all of this is and what truly matters. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to pick up from that and a lot to explore in that way. Um, but let's start with that. Let's start with that. 
when one goes into the silence, when one goes into themselves, when one wants to explore who they are, there must be a level of stillness, presence, and acceptance that we are not who we think we are. It's almost a necessary death that must take place uh, within the rational mind about who we claim to be in order to explore the truth of who we are, right? And I did a Vipassana meditation retreat. Um, Vipassana is one of the oldest forms of Buddhist teachings in terms of meditation. Uh, very structured in the same way that the Buddha would teach his disciples and students. So I really liked that it was not westernized and uh, kind of made to fit our culture. I was stepping outside the boundaries of my own comfort zone to explore in this meditation retreat. And, you know, I thought I knew about meditation going into that thing. I thought I knew about silence. Let me tell you, when you're sitting there 10 to 12 hours a day for 10 days straight in silence with no external stimuli, no speaking, no phones, no connect to the outside world, you put everything in your life on pause. You start seeing how things are quite quickly. There is no escape. You realize there is no escape. We think there's an escape. There's never an escape. Uh, but that's beautiful. What are, we, what are we trying to escape from? Huh? I don't know about you, but I ain't trying to escape. So, but uh, it's, Vipassana translates to, to see things as they are. To see things as they are. And that is the foundation for everything I'm coming to realize. If you don't see things as they are, how are you going to act? Who are you going to be? You're going to be acting or living off of a lie. And I can't help but think with the way our news is presented, our media, content, social media, our addictions to technology, the screens, and our cultural programming, and our shallow understanding of language, and our shallow understanding of sort of the cultural roots of who we are, um, etymological roots in terms of our language, that we are not seeing the full scope as things are. And I don't know if we ever can. Um, we can do our best, right? But it's like when you talk about in the Tao, there is a way that permeates all aspects of being the deepest of truths. As soon as you attempt to rationalize that and fit it within the constructs of something outside of this way, fit it within the constructs of language and poetry and creativity, um, it... it in a, it, in a way, it loses its meaning, not fully. I mean, there's a reason when we look at artwork or we read poetry or we see a beautiful landscape, for example, that we can be awestruck. Something that captures that deeper truth uh, tends to mesmerize us, right? But can't necessarily logically explain how that is a truth. Here goes Lona. She's going crazy. What you doing, cat? And there she goes. <laughs> but we can't always put that into um, 
the language that fits our material constructs, right? That's like a scientific observation, right? There's a, there's beginning to be a resemblance between, and I'd say merging of science and spirituality. For example, we're seeing a lot of science, quantum physics, and all these areas um, bring truth or material truth to a lot of these spiritual principles that have been passed down through the ages, right? So we're starting to see the blending of that, and people are becoming more open to these more spiritual and deeper aspects of life. You know, there's a reason psychedelics are growing in popularity as people want to see beyond the veils of their own mind. People are beginning to realize we only see a very small fraction of what re actually makes up this reality. And as we live in a culture that is uh, built on the shallow, uh, this shallow, you know, it's a very shallow lens of what reality is. And we all know there's something a little bit deeper. Naturally, people are going to start gravitating towards these different areas in which we can catch a glimpse of the deeper truth. And that's all we can really do, right? So what did 10 Days of Silence do? It allowed me to witness. It allowed me to witness. And I think that's a role we need to first embody before we can begin to create anything of substance, anything of meaning. It's witnessing, being the observer. And it's from the space of witnessing that we are able to take conscious action. You know, if I'm caught up in my mind, if I'm caught up in emotion, there goes the camera. We're having our technical, technical difficulties here. There it goes. Um, <laughs> it's funny when things, the beauty of the mess that is reality, right? In theory, everything happens in perfect, it would be perfect. And, uh, you know, we're not going to have these slip ups and the camera's not going to fall and this, this and that, right? But that's not how life works. And I think as soon as we accept that nothing is perfect, we can kind of play the role of an imperfect person and do our best. But anyways, um, that's truly following the calls of the heart and following the deeper truth but uh look who's back little luna yeah yeah the cat is back cats are something man you want to learn about yourself observe a cat get a cat like i gotta tell you we're a lot more like cats than we ever truly want to admit um <laughs> but anyways you know as soon as we can become the witness and we can simply observe. We can take conscious action based off of our observation. You know, if I'm caught up in mind, I'm caught up in emotion, I'm caught up in pain, I'm not going to be able to process and explore from a place of neutrality, from a place of truth, because I'm caught within my own lens, I'm caught within my own biases. And that is really the reactionary culture that we find ourselves living within today. And we end up becoming slaves to our programmed system of reactions, our programmed system of trauma and emotion, what we have caught within us. That's why it's so important to continually practice letting go and not holding on to what has defined us within the past. And here comes Luna. She's on the camera. Anybody who wants to see her, you want to you wanna see the cat? Here she comes. Oh, she's getting close. Oh, yeah. Now, becoming caught within the lens and caught within the, the, our tiny framework and identifying solely with that framework 
ultimately is what uh, creates the trap. Luna, Luna's really liking that camera, huh? What you doing, baby girl? Huh? That's all right. <laughs> Knocks the camera over and proceeds to run away. That is the most cat thing I've ever seen in my life. I respect it. I respect it. Um, but as soon as we get caught within our framework, we are we are not seeing the truth as it is, right? And if you look at how people go about this world, what is the root of division? What is the root of gossip? What is the root of all this drama, trauma, pain, shame, blame, all of these different things that seem to permeate our culture? Um, it's like an internal stagnation that occurs. And it's a collective stagnation. You know, the in, the external is a reflection of the internal, right? The wars that I see in the world, no different than the wars I'm fighting within my own heart and myself. And it's no different for you too, right? Um, that's why empathy is possible for all of us because we all share very similar um, experiences and pains and traumas and um, there are collective traumas that into that manifest within all of us individually and through experience that we need to come to terms with. And I think when we can begin to heal that, we heal ourselves. That's when we begin to heal the world, right? I remember it was uh, Tommy John who I had on my podcast a while ago. Somebody I'd love to get back on here. Uh, that's what he told me. Heal yourself and you're going to heal the world. And that has always stuck with me. Because I think that has to be our first mission. It has to be looking at our own trauma, looking at our own pain. You know, how am I choosing to respond in my own relationships? And how am I choosing to respond to the people around me? Because that's what matters most. It's the people in our lives. It's the people in our lives. It's the connections. And it's interesting that you almost have to take a step back for away from all of them. And go within yourself to realize how important those other people are. Right. Um, but it's also important to really make sure that the pain that we do find and see within ourselves doesn't make us bitter. It's very easy to let pain make us bitter. And uh, to become caught within the pain and choosing to seek a path almost of vengeance upon the world. You know, that's. <laughs> You can make the argument that we chose this life and manifestation or the manifestation of our life and you know we asked for this and all of, you know on a spiritual level sure but I don't know if that resonates with everybody because in a way we are in our physical body and we are an ego and we are an identity and we are these physical beings uh, we don't know where the fuck we came from are you kidding me like what is this what is this we didn't ask for this here I am like damn did I really sign up for all this pain? Did I really sign up for all this heartache? Did I sign up for all this beauty too? You know, both ends of the spectrum. So you can understand why there is a sense of nihilism in seeking a vengeance against God and life itself. Especially when we're not able to move past certain pains. When we're not able to process um, and find a, a level of acceptance for the necessary pains that make us who we are. Um, you know, I think it's so important to look at some of our earlier cultures and indigenous cultures that had rites of passage for their young. You know, the boy must die before the man can be born. 
And that was the letting go of the child within, letting go of the old self and the immaturities and, and showing that you can handle the hardship and the difficulty and you will step up and you will lead and become the man you're meant to be. And we don't have that in our culture. You could argue women have it in a biological sense with childbearing and, uh, or menstruation, uh, but there, it, it isn't supported in that way necessarily within our culture. Uh, but what, So what do men have in that? There's a lot of men who run around as adolescent boys and that's why we see so much, especially within my own generation. I'm 28, and um, we see within my own generation and a little older and a little younger too, and the upcoming generation, so much willingness to treat people as if they, you know, or ghost them and disregard them and not treat people with decency. We avoid confrontation thinking that it's going to... Uh, stifle the pain but it really it just makes it worse on another person when we avoid a hard situation or we avoid a hard conversation when we choose to uh, to have this level of uh, abandonment of vulnerability and abandonment of uh, the difficulties we choose to run away from them we are really running away from ourselves and we are inflicting pain upon another and I think we've all experienced that to some degree right that's why we need to get to the root and that's why you know I've really embraced tried to embrace the difficult conversations embrace that we're not perfect you know and if there is a shortcoming and or if we wrong somebody which we all do we all have blind spots we're not perfect like I just said that we own up to that and we're willing to acknowledge where our own inefficiencies lie I think that's a foundational aspect of being uh, human. You want to be somebody who's spiritually inclined? You want to be a virtuous, moral person? You want to create a world that is in alignment with the highest good and the ideals and truth that you know within your heart that you see when you step back? You go into the silence? It's about owning what you know to be true. It's about owning your shit. It's about taking the necessary responsibility to right previous wrongs and to act in alignment from there on out with what you know to be true, that higher ideal, those virtues. You know, you have to look at the why before you even begin to look at the actions themselves. Why are you working towards what you're working towards? Why do you hold... Uh, certain relationships in high regard. Why do you want to create change in the world? You know, you can even ask, what's the point? Why? For everything in your life that you're doing. And if you can't come up with a good reason, what are you doing? What are you still doing with it? You know, that was with podcasting. I'd ask, what's the point? Well, at the at, at that time, I couldn't come up with one, so I stopped. Like, you know what? I can't come up with a good enough reason to continue doing this for me right now. I clearly need to take a step back. So I did. And I've continued to ask, what's the point? And now I have a deeper point. I have a deeper meaning with it. And I feel more connected and ready to step into it than I had previously. Um, when you 
take a step back and you go directly into the darkness, you go directly into the silence, you go into the parts of yourself that you've avoided for so long. You gotta decide what you wanna do. What are you gonna do? You know, we're always going to have certain levels of temptation. We're always going to have the devil on our shoulder, in a sense. Good and evil live within. It's just the, the battle of good versus evil takes place within first. But the more you choose to act in alignment with higher virtue and higher, deeper meaning, um, that devil gets smaller and smaller and smaller. It's no longer in your programmed mind, your conditioned response, because you are changing the way you choose to show up in reality. And you're choosing to see the good. You're choosing to see the beauty. You know, you, what you look for is what you will find. What you expect out of the world is what you will get. It's as simple as that. You know, there's going to be levels of chaos that you cannot control. And quite often, when you decide that you want to change, you're going to immediately be faced with hardship. You're going to immediately be faced with chaos. You know, because it's not like you pray to God, you ask for um, strength. Well, it's not just going to make you strong. He's going to make you strong through trials and tribulations where you build that strength, right? So as soon as you decide, I'm committed to change, I'm committed to being a better person, you are going to be tested in that. All right, you want that? Let's see, if, let's see you put it, to, put it to work. Let's see you own it. Let's see you live it. And I don't know, I think we all want change, but I'm not sure we're always ready for what that entails. And that's okay. That's okay. We kind of have to, you know, fall on our own sword and uh, struggle a little bit. I think it's a necessary part of life. Um, but the second that you choose, you're ready to see the truth, it will present itself. Now, once you see the truth, are you willing to embrace it? That's a whole nother ball game, um, but you always you always know, you always know when you're running from yourself. You always know when you're not fully stepping up from your for yourself, and um, that's on you. You know nobody's gonna save you. You don't even need saving. You just need to act a bit more responsibly for yourself. You know, love yourself enough to actually do the work, like right now. Don't put it off. You know, I'm 28 years old. I'm closer to 30 than I am 25. That's crazy to me. I'm getting old. I'm not that old. Obviously, somebody who's listening to this is older than me. will be like, you young shit, you have no idea. And you're, they're probably right. I do. I have no idea. <laughs> At least I can admit it. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm doing my best. I wake up each day and I set my intentions and I have a, a higher ideal that I work towards and I strive towards. But a lot of things, I'm just, I'm going along. I'm, I'm making it happen as I'm going along. You know, I was watching Bob Ross, and he said, paint without composing. And what he means by that is you just start painting. Oh, let me, let me, let me do a sky, and then let me get trees. Oh, and then, you know what? This could be a stream. He doesn't have the, the, the full picture in mind before he starts painting. He just starts painting, and he, and he goes with what he feels. So it means to paint without composing. So write without composing. Live life without composing. Have an ideal, have it, but trust yourself. You know, and I think in order to trust yourself, you have to prove to yourself that you are capable. So therefore, do hard shit. Test yourself. Take a risk. You know, you kind of have to jump off the cliff and trust that you're going to be caught or you're going to make it to the other side. You're going to survive, right? That's really 
the foundation for growth, painting without composing, paint without composing, that will lead to greater transformation um, as you move forward. And I think that's a going into a new year, into a new era, uh, in a time where this world desperately needs uh, people to step up and lead through by example and build and create change. You know, ultimately, if you want change in this world and you decide you're not going to be the one who's going to create it, you're, it's not going to happen. That change isn't going to happen. You feel compelled towards a certain type of change because you are the one who's meant to create it. And that sounds like a daunting responsibility because it is. You know, you're responsible. Take responsibility for the direction of mankind. Put the weight of the world on your shoulders for a little bit and just see how far you can bring that. Now, don't, um, I would argue, don't bring it home at the end of the night to the point where it's like, if I don't do this, 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 and this, I'm a failure and life is pointless and we're all going to die. And yada, yada, yada. I don't believe in the doom and gloom. I don't believe in the the doomsday Armageddon type of thing is happening, showing up on our doorstep tomorrow. I think a lot of people fantasize about that because they want to be the hero when the, the whole thing collapses. So there, a lot of people perpetuate scarcity. They perpetuate the doom so that they can, you know, show themselves this beautiful rally and save. And, and you know, uh, and you know what? I get it. I think in a way we all do that. We let ourselves fall so that we can get back up and see what we're capable of. You could argue that's what we're doing on a collective level. But at the same time, how far do you fall where you get to the point where you can't get back up? You know, so let the time be now to be like, all right, this is it. I'm ready to move forward. I, I, I know who I'm meant to be. I know who I am. Let me move forward and let me make change. Let me be the one to take the lead here and take initiative and build the life that I'm meant to live and contribute to not just myself, but my the people around me. Let me build family. Let me build community. And let me impact the family and that community in a positive way around the ideals that I find within myself and in my heart and that I know to be true. You know, don't feed into the narratives of divisiveness. Don't feed into the agendas. Don't do all that. You know what you know to be true and accept it. Now, I also think we do need to move forward with compassion, kindness. There's a lot of people in this world who are lost. I'm sure we're all lost to a degree. And I think there's a beauty in <laughs> being lost in a sense uh, if you're living as the fool and, uh, you know, you kind of have to explore. But when you're lost within the constructs of pain in your own mind and scarcity and divisiveness and perpetuating that onto others, um, we're not going to help people out of that by slinging uh, vitriol and hatred towards people like that. We have to move forward with compassion and kindness and empathy. So don't feed into where, when people are being divisive. Be the bigger person, even though you know you might want to seek vengeance. And there's a time and place where street justice will prevail. Right? Car the notions of karma will prevail. And maybe you're the one to dish it out. You'll know. You'll know. But a lot of the times, be the bigger person. It ain't worth it. Um, but this is a time where I think we all just need to build. We need to grind. We need to keep going. 
And there is a opportunity for transformation when you choose to go directly into the darkness. When you choose to go into the silence and the space beyond the mind and to see things as they are. When you choose to finally do that, and I think maybe many of you have been avoiding that for quite some time. That's where the freedom lives. That's, that's, I think that's what we're all looking for. And once you grasp it, you'll have to let it go because you'll have to come back. But you'll be able to integrate that experience and move forward in the knowing of what the truth is. And you can work towards that. And you'll come back to it. And you continually come back to it again and again. That's why I think meditation practices are important. That's why I think uh, the usage of things like psychedelics in a ritualistic setting, um, more than just once, it, it can be very enlightening and helpful. Um, is, you want to come back to that space because it will continually transform with your perception and show you deeper levels of this truth. Um, but you'll know. And you'll be able to act on that. And let that be your higher value. As I said earlier, don't let pain make you bitter. Don't let pain make you bitter. Love is always worth it. doesn't matter what the end result is. Trust that the truth is going to bring the highest possible outcome, even when it's a difficult truth to accept for yourself, for one another. Maybe it's having a difficult conversation. Maybe it's ending a relationship. Maybe it's letting somebody go. Uh, but maybe it's about just making small choices that are self-respecting choices. You know? Maybe you need to do something that's incredibly difficult, but if you don't do it, you're going to be disrespecting yourself and disrespecting who you're meant to be. You know? You don't need to be people's second, third option. Be, be yourself. Work for yourself. And from there, spread compassion, kindness, empathy, and the people who are meant to be in your life will be in your life and they will gravitate in. And you will know who they are. You'll know them through their actions, not their words. Like I said, you're right where you need to be. Especially if you're here listening to this podcast, you are right where you need to be, baby. Don't you worry about it. I promise you that. But do stick around. Stay tuned because uh, this is just a short solo cast to get the ball rolling once again. And I think we're at a time where we all need to step within ourselves, find that inner fire, and let that motherfucker burn. Let me tell you. So trust in yourself as you move forward. Trust in yourself. And hopefully this podcast, maybe my book, The Martial Love Against Tyranny, Substack page, I hope those resources that I provide can be of assistance to you in your own personal journey and how you choose to move forward. I'm still doing donation tarot based uh, donation tarot readings. So if you want a tarot reading, you know, shoot me a message or uh, let me know and we can set a time up for that. And, uh, you know, I do it by donation. So what pay what you can based on what you think it's worth. And uh, I'm excited to be back. I'm excited. I got a lot of, I've been putting in the work for myself you know, I feel like a sh like I was previously like when I were who I was the last time an episode came out. I've died a thousand times since then, necessary deaths. And um, 
I have no doubt that the content on here moving forward will reflect that. And how I show up for myself and show up for the people within my own community. Uh, you know, I'm living out here in Bozeman, Montana, and I'm amazed by the opportunities that I have here. Things are really starting to open up. And so not just in a virtual space where I'm excited. I'm excited all across the board. There's a lot of good shit happening right now. And I'm grateful you choose to be a part of it. You're still here listening to this. So, um, yeah. Do subscribe. Thumbs up. Send me a message. Say what's up. But I'm going to sign off. Feed this little kitty cat. Give her dinner. Make myself some steak. And enjoy the rest of my own evening. And I hope you find a sense of peace, tranquility in whatever your next steps are in the journey. And I'll see you all next time. So long.